What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Joseph Takapina is the best defense attorney in the world, not just the country, but in the world. He has a, a huge list of very famous clients that include people like Donald Trump, kind of famous, I don't know, Aesop Rocky right now, married to Rihanna. And as of this morning, it looks like P. Diddy. Congratulations, Tack. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, not so fast. First of all, it's pre-6 a.m. Uh, pre so there's no, there's no congratulations about anything, number one. Number no, two. I know Benjamin Brotman actually has uh, P. Diddy. He's yeah, a pretty ben, good attorney, too. Yeah, yeah. Ben, Ben's terrific, and he's represented P. Diddy for decades. I mean, back back in the day, that trial way back when with Johnny Cochran. Um by the way, listening to you do sports is so cool, man, because that's, that's what we did. I mean, that's how, obviously, you got your start with Dynas, yep. and you were doing all the sports. It's, it's great. It's great. You're great on sports, man. You're great <laughs> on everything, but you on sports. I mean, we should do a separate show with just you. Sports. It's amazing. <laughs> I, no, I used to do that. We used to do something here called uh, Sid Sports Sunday, going back to my WFAN roots, and I would do this political newsy show, which I do every day, and it's risen to number one, but Sundays would be strictly sports, and it was going pretty well, but they decided not to do it anymore. But I get that all the time, Joe. Anytime I do a segment, yesterday I talked about Garrett Cole being the sixth Yankee ever to win the Cy Young, and I talked about Bob Turley and Sparky Lyle and, uh, you know, Ron Guidry and and uh, Roger Clemens and Whitey Ford, all the guys that won it before, and my phone started blowing up, and people said, listen, don't get me wrong. You're great at what you do, but, man, when you talk sports, exactly what you just said. Exactly. Said, I mean, how, how did you and I grow up with? I mean, when people were studying you know, geometry and chemistry, you and I were studying statistics <laughs> and stratomatics. <laughs> baseball. We were making up our own games. I, mean, I know. You were such a big part of our, and it still is a big part of our lives. And oh, my so. life. I mean, to me, it's a part of the educational process for any any human being. I mean, it's, it's, it teaches you things that you don't learn in the classroom. We know that. And it's it's still something, especially in this day and age, with all the horrific stuff. And I know what you've been saying about peeling back a little bit from, from being involved in, in sports and watching games because of what's going on in this world and in Israel and all that. I agree with you, but in some regards, it is, it is necessary medicinal relief to be able to turn on the TV for three hours and block out the rest No of the doubt. World. Listen, I, I have I have two ways. I don't drink and drug anymore, okay? So I have two ways to enjoy life. One is spending time with Danielle. And don't ask any specific questions. It's none of your business. And second is to lose myself in a Ranger game or a Nick game or, a, you know, not a giant game that's actually more stress than uh, the world. <laughs> but right. you're right. I mean, you know, look, I, I can't stand a lot of these athletes, specifically in the NBA, but NBA I got it. Well, NBA is different. Right, but my son, but Joseph, but my son Gabriel loves basketball. He's a diehard Knicks fan. We got tickets, in fact, for Knicks and Bucks uh, ESPN Christmas Day. We go to the games, and Gabe has actually become a good basketball player despite his dyspraxia. So I, I've been able, Joseph, to put the individuals and the personalities aside and still enjoy sports, which a lot of guys don't do. You know why? Because they're not really avid sports fans to begin with. Right. I mean, you know, look, you, you know my medicine. Going to a Ranger game is, is two and a half hours during the middle of the Trump trial and everything else. I, I needed that, like, outlet. I absolutely did. Um, right now, it's something that I still embrace when I go with Matt or, or one of my kids or anyone to go to those games for a couple hours 
passion in the moment. You know, being at the Garden for a Ranger game, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I agree. And it's, it's amazing. It's and amazing. they're playing and well. They, we're going, uh... we're going, yep. And we're going to BC next week to see the Hurricanes' last game. Oh, you stop with college, that. So, stop yeah, with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will, will you, will you so finally admit, I, I, listen, I want to go back to the conversation you and I had in the convertible El Dorado with the Columbus Day Parade when you were frothing at the mouth about the Hurricanes. And I kept telling you, Joe, I was in Miami for 16 years. I did sports talk radio in Miami for 16 years. Every year we were returning to the glory we once had under, you know, Larry Coker and Butch Davis. We're not there. No, 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 Sid, you're going to see. Well, you admit you're wrong. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm blocking it harder than ever because Cristobal has brought in a recruiting class after recruiting. He lost the game all by himself, Cristobal. He He blew the Georgia Tech game. game. Completely lost the game all by himself. Putting that aside, this is a national championship foundation. And I promise you, we have Lou has the tape already. There is when they win a national championship in the next three years, the, the victory lap I'm gonna take on your show okay. is gonna be deep. All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. If the Miami Hurricanes win a championship in the next three years, and you're my closest friend, I promise you Lou Rafino will give you oral outside of Macy's on Christmas Eve. No? Hello? No good? Hello? Hello? I need the Hurricanes to win national championship. You just me in a way that I never could have imagined. <laughs> Lou hasn't agreed to that yet, but I'm, that's funny. Hey, so listen, I want to get... Uh, this for the show, right. It's not really going to happen. I want to get to what uh, Trump... So um, there's nothing to me. To me, there's nothing more un-American, more un-American than gag orders. I mean, God, please. And I'm the first guy to say we need to tweak the First Amendment because I do believe that hate speech, we have to find a way to eliminate that because it's such a great line between what's allowed, what's not allowed, and I'm tired of reading all these things and seeing all these things. Oh, but I don't get that. So um, uh, Trump, it seems uh, the gag order was lifted. Tell me about that. Yeah, no, it's like we talked about this on the show last week, the, the difference between hate speech and protected free speech. We talked about it, and there's elements to it, including inciting violence, right? Nothing that President Trump did in that ridiculous civil case, because that's a civil case. People have to remember this trial that's become more of a circus is not a criminal case. There are no ramifications of substance here. It's never going to hold up. And more importantly, it's a civil case with a judge who's announced he hates the defendant, right? I mean, before the trial, um, and he's a jury in this case. So the, the gag order is something that, you know, you don't throw them around like you hand them out like lollipops. They're not something to be taken lightly. This is First Amendment protected free speech. And it's more grave when the individual you're trying to slap a gag on is the GOP front runner for the presidential election. You cannot. Constitutional protected free speech is, is at the core of this. So you, he's out there on, on the campaign trail. He has to be able to talk about his perception a bias at the trial where he's subject to millions, hundreds of millions of dollars of penalties and where he's being called a fraud. He's got to be able to say what he wants to say, including the judge's bias, the judge's law secretary's bias, they're Democrats, and they are, and, and they're Democrats who, who hate me. He's got to be able to say that without fearing being fined by this judge every time he opens his mouth. It's, it's, it was so ridiculous that he imposed it. Look, you know, this is a civil case in Manhattan civil court. I mean, you're talking about the belly of the beast here. This is not federal district court in Washington, D.C. or the Southern District of New York. This is a low-level civil case. And, and, and this, this judge is obviously taking this to 
and enjoying enjoying this yeah. 15 minutes. Yes. And, and it's, you know, it's just wrong. Everyone, whether you like or dislike Donald Trump, 99% of the people realize this case is a sham and a waste of taxpayer dollars. Um, and, and to start, start imposing gang orders on a guy who's running for president so he can't talk about the fact that he believes there's a bias by the judge, by the judge's law secretary or clerk, um, is, is ridiculous. Agreed. And the court did the right thing here. The right. court did the absolute right thing. I got two more stories I want to get to in the next uh, four minutes. People that don't know Joe Tacopina, great attorney, best defense attorney in the country, great-looking guy, cover of magazines, owns a soccer team, going to start acting soon with me. He'll be in season three of Gravesend. But he was also a great hockey player, great. You know, played his youngster years at uh, Abe Stark on Coney Island, went to college, Skidmore, great university, and a hockey scholarship, uh, actually put together more penalty minutes in the history of the NCAA hockey uh, season. He's had more penalty minutes than anybody else. He's a big-time hockey guy, big so I see this story the other day, Joseph. Man arrested for ex-NHLer Adam Johnson's skate blade death is released on bail. I saw the actual video of the incident. Oh, my God, was that nasty. And Johnson did die. What do you think about the guy being released on bail? I, I, well, look, being released on bail is one thing. This is not an intentional homicide. But in my opinion, so many people were like, well, you can't charge someone with a crime during an incident, during a game? Yes, you can. That that punk who did this, and this guy has a history, this guy, uh, Petgrave, he has a history of, of violence on the ice. He has a history of abusive conduct towards officials. That was an intentional act in no uncertain terms. We played, it. I played all my life. I've spoken to players who played at a much higher level than I have about this incident because I just could not believe it. And what's clear, what's clear is it wasn't just reckless. This guy lifted his leg in an in intent. His, his leg, he did a karate kick on the ice with a blade, which is a knife. It's a deadly weapon. And he lifted that to the guy's head. And, and you know, maybe he didn't mean to slash his neck or kill him. But what he did was just despicable. And, and you know, look, being really something else, one thing. Um, what, what is not going to happen, what's not going to happen is he's going to get away with this. He's just not because... This poor kid is dead, and this guy has a history. And, you know, you have to look at the history of individuals. Look, yeah. in the NBA, uh, Draymond Green, right? his suspension was more severe. Yeah. A chokehold, by yeah. the way, this moron. His suspension was more severe because of his track record and his history. Petgrave has the same issue. He's got a terrific history of violence, of, of being nasty. This guy will never play hockey again because there's no one who's going to get in the ice with this guy. That was, that yeah. was a, a homicide. That was yeah. a homicide, and it's an unbelievable tragedy. 